You're listening to Bottom Line CDI. Talks about how to achieve sustainable success in clinical documentation improvement programs. Hello, everyone. I'm Ernie DeLosantos, producer and moderator for Bottom Line CDI. Thanks for listening, and let me get right to the podcast. On this episode of Bottom Line CDI, I'm interviewing another CDI professional who's having great success at his hospital's CDI program. And I've asked him to come talk to us today about what his program was like before and after the changes they've made recently in their program. Glenn Krauss arrived at this program a few months ago, and with the backing of the C-suite, he's been able to take their CDI program in a new direction. So now let's hear from our special guest today, Don Hall, who's the CDI coordinator at the University Medical Center of Southern Nevada, a 500-bed hospital in Las Vegas. Now here's the recording with Don. Enjoy. Don, go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you do. You're the CDI coordinator. Now, that's a little different than just a CDI specialist, I imagine. What is it that's different about what you do compared to just a CDI specialist? Well, I think before I begin, yeah, I kind of need to get a reference of where I am. Uh, We're here at University Medical Center at Southern Nevada, and this is a hospital of 500-plus beds. We're in conjunction with the university. We're a county-owned hospital, but in conjunction with the state university here, we do resident training, nursing training, dental training, any ancillary health care services. And about five years, our hospital decided to set up a CDI program, and they hired one RN that initiated the program. I joined the program about three years ago. as I am a registered nurse coming in with 20-plus years experience of registered uh, nursing, kind of in high-tech fields all the way to management. But but, but prior to that, I was uh, actually in in the business world in accounting, in auditing, and I was a year off my uh, CPA degree when I got in the healthcare field. So I always have an emphasis on the financial. And what made you decide to go then? You were you were doing work towards a CPA. What made you decide to go into uh, healthcare then? Well, actually, it was it was a culmination of events. Desert Storm happened, and uh, at that time they needed male nurses. And my <laughs> college counselor said, "Have you considered it?" And I said, "No." He said, "Well, they're going for twice the pay of what you're going to graduate." Yes, that's, the CPA. That's a, and, that's a good reason, yeah. <laughs> so I was a young man, and I go, that kind of had my attention, and I right. went in, and, and I, I've loved it. I've never looked back. Okay. And you've been, how long have you been there at the uh, at University Medical Center? Uh, three years in their, in their clinical documentation department. Okay. And so you came in there right into CDI uh, right. there. But you yes. were doing you were doing CDI before that somewhere else? Or? Well, actually, I had ran a physician's group and had done case management utilization review, and I had helped build oh. contracts for the previous hospital that I worked at. I had come to uh, University Medical Center actually to get a case management job. Wow, and okay. when, I, when I interviewed for that position, the director said, uh, she goes, I really like your skill set, but you're needed – 
better at a different area of our hospital. Huh. And 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 I go, well, what is that? She goes, well, it's a new kind of a new position we're starting, and uh, we would like you to go into clinical documentation. So I went and interviewed with that director within a couple of days, and I was hired in as a newbie, as green as green can be. <laughs> okay. But, Probably but the desire take, was there. <laughs> yeah, you probably didn't take too long to get up to up to speed, though. I imagine with your background. No, I, I actually that was very impressive because all the the benchmarks that they said you would be doing this in two months, you would be doing in this three months. It was a matter of days and weeks because I would go home at night and study and read and look and and I understand. Oh, you're one the of those guys. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I was where where I have to be honest at this point I am not certified yet I'm aggressively working on it but the time restraints just hasn't put that as a priority but I plan to be certified not only with Actis but with AHEMA at the same time okay okay well now when you started in there uh, with CDI was that a new program with them it was, it was it, new when they started it Right. It had only been running for about 18 months to, uh, okay. to 24 months, and it was basically what we would look back now as totally a traditional CDI program. Uh, okay. They were basically basically looking at Medicare, and they were looking at DRGs. Okay. They were looking for CC and MCC capture, Correct. and basically the goal was to improve the reimbursement more than the documentation, I think. Right. And at the time of the inception, that was really a ripe, lucrative field. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that that was drying up. By about the time I was hired in, that was really the hospital lost a lot of DRG accounts and, and uh, that went in for per diem payment system, and and it really just dried up. Wow. <laughs> so, so we were looking at, at additional revenue sources through our CDI department. Okay, so it was not it wasn't really working as well as they wanted. Correct. Uh, and so they were gonna they're gonna make some changes. Well, what are you doing now that's that's different? Uh, I mean, Glenn referred me to you because he said the program is changing there. What's what prompted that? This is the exciting part, yeah, that, that Glenn is new to our staff, is our, now our CDI manager, and mm -hmm. he's bringing an insight. We do have the blessing of the C-suite, which we're very fortunate that we have three nurse clinical reviewers right now, and we have two that have been hired that will be starting within four to six weeks. Uh -huh. and, and like I reemphasize the blessing of management, we're now not just looking at the traditional CDI program like one would think that one would normally do. And, and when we look at CDI, we know that CDI in hospitals has only been around about 10 or 12 years. And yeah. there's some hospitals that this works for. But we saw from the top down it was not working as effectively. So... We're branching out, so that question of what we're doing, we are now really looking into joining those ties back with case management, utilization okay. review, hmm. that we're looking now, we're looking at our, our rack audits. What are the, the top diagnoses of the rack audits? We're looking at our denials. What is being denied? And is, is it being denied for a lack of documentation? Uh -huh. And with, with that being said, sometimes we know as 
is CDI professionals. Yeah. The documentation doesn't put credence to the record. The record actually substantiates the coding. So coding can be done correctly, and it can be dropped for billing and then be de denied by a payer because the story hasn't been told. Our coding followed coding guidelines and, and coded it appropriately. That's why we want to make sure the story of the care that's being delivered is adequately documented in that chart before it gets to coding, hopefully, and then okay. goes through the process. Well, that's that's smart, and I I like the idea. You mentioned that you were you were also studying the denials. That's really I'm surprised more people don't do that. You know, you learn more from your mistakes uh, than you do from your successes. It's like firemen trained by looking at what they what ha what happened where something didn't work, and they study that. And that's that's a great idea to go look at your denials. And and, and Ernie, you hit it on the head. Because what we were experiencing here was those that were in those departments looking at the denials were actually statistically sending this information up to the C-suite. We knew what money we were losing. We, we saw mm. the revenue hemorrhage. Mm. But it wasn't going backwards, back into the, the areas of case management to UR, to the CDI to the people that really could make a difference and that would really know that this this money was just being reported up the line, lost, gone, you know. Okay, so you're you're definitely reporting it up the chain, which is great. Are you also now like working directly because you've now got this knowledge about what's not working? Are you working on, like on the floor now with physicians in real time? One big facet that's a major change now that we're really trying to implement, we're just taking baby steps, but we're wanting more physician education of less of what we would think of the tr traditional just sitting there looking for the CCs, the MCCs, doing a working DRG. But actually, how that system works on, you would be sending a query out to a physician. Where we're, we're looking, we don't want to train through our query query process mm -hmm. that 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 old axiom like you know if someone's hungry you give them a fish you feed them for the day but if you teach them to fish you feed them forever yeah. we're looking at that concept of instead of a, a CDI reviewer just sitting and writing that query when that opportunity comes available of immediately going to that position and having a, a dialogue that that teaches both that we understand each other. So from that point on, the expectation would be that physician won't make that common mistake if it is a mistake again, or will complete the documentation accordingly uh, that's acceptable to the record and to the quality that the care that's been given to the patient. Okay. And you've been doing this for, uh, you've, you've been going in this direction probably for not very long at the moment, but. Only about six weeks. In fact, uh, okay. we we realized we had some hurdles because right now our CDI team is pretty much locked in with the computer system that's yeah. in an office that's downstairs away from the patient care areas. But we're looking at getting mobile carts so we can have some mobility to our reviewers so they're oh, up excellent. rounding with the physicians. So that's the legs we're putting on this. Okay. And, uh, well, that's so, good. That's, that way you can definitely talk to the physicians, you know, as you're going through, you see something, and like you say, you can teach them to fish 
instead of just giving them a fish. Yeah. Right, because we know when when a physician gets a query, there's been a little bit of research on it that 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 the time that's spent on that query sometimes is a matter of seconds. The doctor will see it in their deficiency box. They literally will grab it, just check one of the answers off or, or scribble something to it done. They don't really give the whole process thought. Where this yeah. way now with the, the frontline physician education, building those relationships is critical to the CDI program going into a new direction. And with that being said, with some of the measurements that we used to measure about percentage that we would put on our reviewers, percentage of queries or the amount of reviews done a day or something, that has take, taken less emphasis to putting this in the, the court of education to the physician. Okay. And this is a grand experiment. It might not work out in time. The C-suite might grow uh, weary that, that the numbers the direct numbers aren't there that we know that indirectly the numbers will be it would be like unearned revenue would be coming into the facility but okay. we're looking at the physician satisfaction as far as a whole lot of things we're measuring now that a traditional cdi program doesn't really look at though well that was uh, yeah that brought up the question in my mind and i'm kind of springing this on you but what did uh, what what are you measuring now that's different than what you measured before? And that's what we're still trying to work out some of the technicalities. Okay. I couldn't give you all the answers today, and that's what makes it exciting <laughs> is to walk that fine line, keeping the management happy, keeping the reviewers happy, the CDIs to make sure they're feeling fulfilled because all of us usually in are detailed type people. We're goal oriented. We want to see results. We want to feel results, so so that's a work in progress. Maybe a few weeks down the line, uh, Glenn or myself could come in, and we might be able to answer you more effectively on that okay. when we've worked out some of the details. Well, we'll definitely get back to that uh, sometime. Are there any more kinds of changes like that? You say it's it really feels like a work in progress. Are there any, any other big changes, you say, for uh, the future of the program? Uh, well, basically, it's a mindset of our CDI staff. You know, we don't want any pushback. But this has been totally because CDI professionals are comfortable kind of coming in, knowing what they're going to do, kind of doing the same old stuff. And this is a total psych mindset that might turn out to be a barrier and it might be a positive thing. But uh, but we're open for the, the course of how it runs. Okay. Uh, and that also made me think of what about remote CDI? Are you trying to do any remote CDI or do you think it'll work or what? Well, right now, that's really a, not an option on the table because we want the frontline face-to-face interaction with our physicians. We're, uh -huh. we're building that that alliance that we've never really had. We we have a, a good working relationship with all the physicians, mainly in our facility, but we're wanting the up the bar. We're wanting them to, to be so comfortable that instead of us going to them, we want them to reach out back to us. And we know that's going to take time and a whole different culture, but that's our that's one of our goals. Yeah, that's a good goal, but, yeah, I think you're right. I think it'll take time before they – uh, start to trust you like that and and think about coming to you for answers to their questions. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the most important thing you've learned through uh, through these changes recently? Well, 
that there's exciting things out there and we've got to be flexible, you know, and it starts with why, with me, you know, and and I think when Glenn came and he presented his overall philosophy, it, it at first it was kind of shocking to us, but we're kind of really getting on board, seeing it that that this might be something that, that can be positive, and then we have to keep an open mind. It might not work out to the effectiveness, but but the challenge is, is to be open, try new things, not do the things that CDI has done for the last 10 or 12 years, because it's not written in stone. Yeah. And we we know the critical thing, it's not about the money, it is the record, the the completeness of the documentation for the payers that the story has been told. But we have to be realistic. We work for the financial wings of the hospital, so we yeah. have to keep we have to keep our financial officers pleased, happy, and and we have to produce. So that's the exciting challenge that we're facing today. Okay, let's let's talk about some things you can say to people who are uh, uh, say new at this and don't have the experience you have. What do you wish you'd known when you were starting out about CDI? Well, you know, when I look back, I can remember the first day I started, and I kicked myself because I didn't have the knowledge base that I do have now, that I wanted that almost instantly. And <laughs> and be patient with yourself if you're the type A personality and you're just getting into CDI, or if your CDI is in a rut, kind of think about it and look at the, the fun challenges that are out there. And I kind of look at this going back to to me I look at it this is like working a puzzle some people look at a crossword puzzle and it's a chore others can look at it and it's a fun activity of of getting the completeness of it yeah. and getting the most of it right or whatever you have to look at CDI kind of that way with a positive outlook what what about something that you would say to people who are new and say definitely do not do this <laughs> well, and it goes back to you know I because I I'm one that I that I thrive on change is don't do the same thing every day and expect a different outcome yeah. and and that's easily said but you know it's easy for uh, for us to get in that rut but look outside the box. Look what, look at the effectiveness of your work. Is it is it producing? Is it working? What should we change? Take this up to your your supervisors, to your management, to to anyone that will listen to you. If it's not working, be an advocate for CDI. That yeah. you want to up the bar. You know, don't. You know, in the future, CDI might not be what we perceive it to be five years ago, but it will be clinical documentation improvement for the betterment of the facilities, for the betterment of the patient, for the re reimbursement for the physicians, and for the overall to the profession. No, I think I agree. What, do you, what kind of uh, resources do you find uh, helpful to you as a CDI now? Like, tell us one or two of your favorite kind of resources. Well, I'm, I'm not giving a commercial, but I do love the AHIMA <laughs> website. I think, I think someone coming new and back, going back to our previous question, someone coming back into or coming into CDI new, should join AHIMA and the Actis 
and get involved in all the reading and all the things that they produce, you know, and a lot of it is free once you join. But this does gives you gives you an update of what's happening in the industry, you know, things to look for, things how to grow. So basically it would be that I think. I think that's a good that's a good place to look. What do you think has been most challenging about being a CDI compared to the kind of work you you did before? You know, one interesting thing about CDI that I, that was a hard hurdle because I've I've always been really upfront in the physicians when I was UR or case management, I could just go directly to the physician. I'd say, Doctor, I need an order for so and so. I need this or I need this, and and I would love that banter. You know, if he'd say, Well, why do you need it? Well, I always knew why I needed it and why the patient needed it. But in CDI, we have to walk that fine line. When we do the queries, yeah. you know, we we can't come out. We can't we can't lead them in a direction. You know, even though right. we we know what direction we want them to go. <laughs> yeah. And I have always found that a little uh, restrictive. But within the guidelines, we have to totally be ethically ethical, and I know we can practice in that venue. But but I always find that amusing sometimes that we have to do that little dance. Yeah, I, I do CDI. too. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to just say to him? What's wrong with this guy? That that's you know. Um, so it's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and when you we talked about the things that you measured in the program uh, a little bit earlier. But what do, do they? How are they measuring you as to whether or not uh, you are successful in the program? Can you share any anything about well, right, that? Well, right now we haven't abandoned the traditional aspect of it. Our CDI reviewers still come in. We basically do Medicare reviews. We still write queries. We still look for money in our recon, reconciliation. Uh, queue when a patient is discharged. So we're still able to show money. Revenue, positive revenue increases, you know, to the books. Mm -hmm. But in the new area that we're shooting out with the physician education, everything, we really haven't done the the metricies in that yet to really see how we can measure that. Because it's not as simple as just saying you talk to physician A or physician B for five minutes or ten minutes. There has to be a quality component in that of what you discussed, but. Putting that all together, like I say, we we have not worked out the details, but we will. We'll get yeah. there. Okay. Now, for somebody who's been listening to this show today, uh, have you got anything you would suggest they do as soon as they're done listening to the call? Something they ought to go think about or do? Well, I, I, I hope they feel some of my energy. That This kind of revitalizes them. They, they feel energy to to go, go back and look at their programs and see what they can change, what they can tweak, and maybe present to their administration new ideas that maybe they haven't thought of. But just doing the same thing every day will not advance your program at your facility. Yeah. So they can do, you know, they can come up. I mean, listening to this, I believe there are, you know, several ideas they can take and go and talk to their uh their, you know, their boss or their higher ups or the rest of their team about things that they may be able to do over the next month or two, or even over the next year, something like that. Correct. And and I would challenge them if they don't know the top ten denials, 
uh, that their wow. hospital has. If they don't know what's being rejected by the payers, uh, they're definitely way behind the eight ball of t- of today's, you know, the way, you know, they'll be lost. And they might find that their CDI programs might be uh, farmed out because to someone that might can do it more effectively. Yeah, that won't be any fun. Well, uh, any final words of wisdom you can uh, you can give them right now, Don? As we as we wrapping up here. No, I think I've uh, bared my soul, and I've enjoyed being on your podcast. And if you ever need someone's input, you, you know, give me a call, and I will be Great. available. Great, because I w- I will uh, give you a call, and probably have you come talk on our uh, uh, on my talk show called Finally Friday, and we'll. Uh, I'll have you come on there because we'll have an hour on there. So. Oh, cool. So anyway, thanks a lot, Don. I appreciate uh, you getting on with me today. Okay. Thank you, Ernie, and have a great day. We owe a special thanks to Don for sharing his experience and expertise with us. And thanks to all of you for listening in. We'll be back soon with another podcast from Bottom Line CDI. Meanwhile, have a great week. Bottom Line CDI podcasts are produced by Ernie De Los Santos. Our host and executive producer is Glenn Krauss, president and CEO of Core CDI. To find out more, visit www.core-cdi.com.